Hi guys and a big warm welcome to episode 27 of the Ask Zophie podcast. Uh, Okay so behind the scenes for you might be TMI today but I'm going to share it anyway. So I'm 44 and definitely in a phase in my life where I've noticed my hormones are starting to fluctuate and there are two side effects of this that I am experiencing so far actually three one of them is headaches but I won't talk about that because it's super boring but the first one is that I have these moments quite often where I just I start saying something and then midway through I've forgotten what it was I was saying like the other day I was looking for my address on this map for some reason and I couldn't remember the name of the street where I lived for what felt like an inordinate amount of time. Obviously, it came back to me, but I was like, oh my God, it's just not in there. I just don't know what it is. And I was having a conversation with someone on Friday and the mistake was she interrupted me and then it went and I can't for the life of me, still can't remember what it was I was going to say. It was probably something really amazing as well. And this isn't a great thing to have when you're doing a podcast. (laughs) Let me tell you. Uh, The other thing is that it's affecting my boobs. Now, I never knew this was a thing. Did you know this was a thing? That obviously when your hormones fluctuate at this time of life, it can make you get big, tender boobs. So yeah, I learned something because I, I was just thinking, have I put on weight? What's going on? And I googled it and it was like, oh, it's one of the things that can happen in that perimenopausal phase. (laughs) It's like, ah, okay, so now you know a little TMI behind the scenes. Okay, I will definitely (laughs) move swiftly on from from that. Hopefully some of you might get helped out by that because it it's might happen to you too. And you'll be like, ah, I know what's happening. Okay, so today I've got a question to answer. It's on it, the the lady that was asking the question, the lovely girl that was asking the question, is she's talking about fibromyalgia and how that impacts her sleep. But it's what I'm speaking to here isn't just that issue. So, yeah, basically, she asked me. In fact, it was on a voice note, and I can't blooming find the voice note because I wanted to hear exactly what she said. But from what I can remember, the the crux of it was oh goldfish bone over here the the crux of it was she has fibromyalgia and also struggles to with sleep issues. I think sometimes getting off to sleep, sometimes waking in the night, sometimes waking early, but it doesn't really matter. The issue is that there are there are sleep issues. So she was asking me for for my advice on this. And so what I was saying was this are the mind <laughs> loves, loves, loves to try and fix things, to try and get answers, to try and quote unquote get to the bottom of things and it loves to complicate things and in doing so it keeps us stuck. This is why I've said this before and I'm sure I'll say it again, you can be in therapy discussing your childhood ad infinitum and and not even really feel like you're making any gains 
you can also of course be in therapy and, and make wonderful gains and, and do awesome things but sometimes this happens because like I say problems don't got bottoms and it's like you're opening that metaphorical can of worms or unraveling the ball of wool and you're just like oh my god it's kind of getting worse and worse and worse the more I focus on this and also because of how law of attraction works what you focus on you get more of and so if you're focusing on issues what are you naturally going to be not on purpose but attracting more of into your life issues because whatever you focus on you get more of so this is the nature of you know how the universe works and also what the mind likes us to do it it will get us all twirled up in like this this web one of the things i've noticed as i've practiced mindfulness for many years now and obviously meditated for a freaking long time and all that different stuff is that i can really sort of almost get this visual and this perception of these webs and these like uh, rabbit holes and so on and so forth that the mind takes us into and gets us caught up in and as you start to get calmer and you're in more of an observer mode you really like I say can perceive this uh, how it just weaves these complicated webs and you feel like oh I'm making the effort I'm getting somewhere but you're not actually <laughs> getting anywhere you're just efforting without any results and like I say you can be stuck in this for a long long time so a typical mind response to this is to, you know, for example, do the research, discuss it, talk about it with other people, join groups and so on and so forth. And of course, per se, it's not wrong or bad or unhelpful to find out, to, to, to find out about your condition or whatever it might be, but be mindful that you're not just getting all bogged down in the details. What your higher self will be guiding you to is to a space and a place from where you can realize these solutions. You tune into and tap into ideas, inspiration that will serve you. So the the mind kind of keeps you all twirled up in the issue and not getting any traction or, or making any progress. Whereas your higher self will guide you into a feeding place of where, whereby you feel better, you feel relief and reprieve and so on. And from here, you'll be inspired to read something that is particularly useful or you'll hear something in a conversation and so on and so forth. And the mind tends to be complex and want to complicate things, whereas your higher self, your soul, your ego will go with simple things that to the mind will seem, for example, too good to be true. Or like, it will poo-poo it and be like, well, how is this going to help? I'm reading a book at the moment called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I don't think it's clear. It could be clear, but I think it's James Clear. And it is so awesome because in it, he's talking about how the habits that are ingrained in our daily practice, when they're compounded with time, compounded over time, become massively transformative but when you when you sort of discuss these things or suggest these things to the mind or to the ego it's just like well how's that going to make a difference over time it absolutely does they absolutely have an impact one of the things I've seen many many times over the years is parents who are bringing their children to me or their child to me and 
this kid, for example, might be that or they think that they've got ADD or ADHD or autism and so on and so forth. And they have been through all these different perhaps tests and spoken to all these experts and so on and so forth. But at the same time, what's lacking is they haven't had, they haven't focused upon their basic needs. And this happens all the time. There was a guy who came to see me. I think I, I think I mentioned him in a previous podcast. He was a teenager who, long story short, he thought he'd done something. He thought he damaged himself, uh, his, his head in some way. He hadn't. He was just anxious and worried. He ended up going for an MRI scan. You know, he went through all these different medical procedures. But the bottom line was he was anxious. And so... This is what the mind will do. And again, there are, I, I remember when I was, I don't know, maybe um, in adolescence, and it was in you know, at the time when I was super anxious, had lots of different um, physical ailments that were manifestations on the back of my anxiety. And at one point I was in the hospital and I think they took like nine vials of blood out of me for nine different tests or whatever that they were doing. And all these different things happening. And I think that might have been on the back of the fact that I was getting numbness and pins and needles in my uh, fingers and toes or hands and feet. And from what I know now, that was just because I was hyperventilating. Something to do with the carbon dioxide, I, I can't remember now. But it was all related to my anxiety. And there are so many people that must go in every day to A&E with having panic attacks and they think that they're having a heart attack and they go through all these different tests. So the point is the ego will be focused on the complex, what might be, and ignore (laughs) the basics, what ultimately works. And so if someone came to me and their child, they said they think they might have ADD or ADHD or whatever, I'd be like, the same as with anybody, let's get the fundamentals right the basics right? Are they getting enough rest and downtime? Are they thinking positively enough of the time? Are they socialising enough? Um, and and so on. And is, is there pressure in the home and so on and so forth? And unless and until we've ticked off all of these things, we shouldn't be thinking about the more complicated things, or at the very least, we want to be doing the two hand in hand, you know, simultaneously. I went to watch the film about Princess Diana last week and there was one point that really stood out in it for me where her I don't know what she's called but like the lady that used to help her get dressed because of course you know when you're royal you you can't possibly get dressed by yourself but anyway this lady said to to Princess Diana uh, on the back of her being told that she needed to get help and see a doctor and so on and so forth she said you don't need a doctor you just need love And that line really stood out to me. And it speaks to what I'm talking about today. It's like you don't need all of these highfalutin, (laughs) convoluted, complex responses. Let's just get the basics right. You know, if if you have a child or a person who is, for example, really lacking that love, then I'm pretty sure that if a baby, and I don't know the the ins and outs of this, but isn't held, doesn't receive physical touch, they will die. 
Like it's such a basic need. And like if someone isn't receiving love, for example, that's going to impact them. And you can throw all the, you know, there are many children who grow up like this. You know, they maybe come from a wealthy family, but they're starved of love. And I definitely saw this in a family member in, in my family, an individual who didn't get the love and the acceptance that they needed. And it was enormously detrimental to, to her development. She had all her other needs met. But the point is, you've got to get the basics right. One of the things that I've come to know is that the ego will say to you, oh, don't bother with that. You know, don't bother with those boring, simple things. They won't work. Because ultimately, it knows that they do work and it doesn't want them to work. It doesn't want you to be involved and embroiled with them because it doesn't want you to grow. So it will poo-poo them and it will say, don't bother. Tells you not to bother. Don't bother with the process. And then you never actually achieve the prize. I've talked about this before. It's something that also really struck a chord with me when I first heard it. And it's a, a quote or a, a, a tenet from Ayurveda. And it says, when diet is wrong, medicine is of no use. When diet is correct, medicine is of no need. Now, this just gets right to the heart of it. It's like, get the basics right. And if you look at society today, like I realized a bunch of months back that very often I didn't have time to cook a healthy meal for the children and I. And I just thought, this is freaking insane from my perspective. I don't want to be involved in that kind of world, in that kind of life, in that kind of society where there are so many pressures on that I don't have the time to give us healthy, good quality home-cooked food. So it's like something has to change here because I'm not willing to, to buy into this I, I opt out. And if you look around, so many of us aren't getting those basic needs met, like downtime, like just time for white space to just be, like sleep and rest and positive thinking. You know, adults are very commonly got their head in social media and news and watching things on television that have a negative bent and so we're just kind of being steeped in all of these negative and unhelpful actions and that's normal so then we're relying on alcohol or sleeping tablets or antidepressants or spending too much because we don't have the basics right and ultimately we're at this stage of our evolution where we're so led by our minds that it's become what's normal. It, what, normal life is, from my perspective, dysfunctional. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be a part of that. So my advice to anyone and to this particular person asking the question, so whether we've got you know, what you might think of as special needs, like we've got a particular illness, like this person has fibromyalgia. Um, I'm something that's called hypothyroid, which means that actually my body attacks my own thyroid. It's, I don't think it's that I don't produce enough of it. It's, a, it's an autoimmune issue. But I need to look after my health in the normal way that everyone does, and then maybe be a little bit 
extra mindful of these things. But it's starting with those basics. So the mind wants to go straight to, oh, I've got fibromyalgia, la, 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 la. Let's look at all these issues. Whereas your higher self will say, no, the basic things work. Let's focus here first and see what happens. And so a reminder of those basic needs, those what I would call our happiness needs, are enough sleep and downtime and positive thinking. And of course, meditation comes into that and can absolutely help with that. Time when you're just in a state of flow is also part of that. Also to be doing enough stuff in your life that gives you a sense of satisfaction. This might include work, physical activity, creative endeavours. is basically producing the feel-good chemicals and enough time socialising. So these are our basic needs. We want the mainstay of our focus to be here. I talk a lot about this 80-20 sort of in terms of the balance. So I would say this would probably work quite nicely here. Just think I'm going to spend 80% of my time focused on the basics. And then the 20% that's left, I'll think about Oh, I don't know, what's a particular supplement that I can take to help with the fibromyalgia? Or is there a book that I can read about this? Or are there some you know, vegetables I should be eating? Or whatever the hell it is. But don't get caught up in the distraction of the mind that will lure you in and tell you that it is, is wanting to serve you and fix you, but really is only further bogging you down. And what you totally want to avoid is getting obsessed with the issue and having like 80, 90, 100% of your focus on the issue. So think about that 80, 20 rule. And you also, like labels, like anything, can be a double-edged sword. It can be helpful to be given, you know, a label or a diagnosis because, because then it's like, ah, no wonder I feel so tired or no wonder I feel so drained or... No wonder I find X, Y, or Z difficult. But there's a fine line between compassion and going into victim mode. Compassion is freaking amazing. I am obsessed with the stuff. I was talking about it recently, how if you have two different personality types, but you have compassion for each other, then you can gel really beautifully because you see okay well you bring this to the table I bring this these are my strengths those are yours neither one of us is better or worse we are different and we can complement each other and compassion is like I see it this kind of glue that has the potential to connect humans together it's a it's just a beautiful thing but obviously slipping into victim mode absolutely isn't so you want to make sure that you are using your diagnosis versus it's using you so as soon as you feel like poor me oh well I've got this thing uh, then you know you've slipped into victim mode if you're like okay well I have this thing and so I'm going to meet these basic needs and also I'm going to be mindful of this and that feels like it's sensible and you're being mindful and you're compassionate if you're like, well, I've got this thing wrong with me. And <laughs> if there's any tension in there, then you can know that you've, you've snuck, you've accidentally fallen into victim mode. Another thing that I've seen heaps over the years is how the mind loves to focus on what we can't do. So it would be like, um, for example, oh, I've broken my arm. I can't play tennis and uh, I can't write and I can't do X, Y, Z. 
Whereas your higher self will go, yeah, you can't do that for six, eight weeks, whatever it might be, but you can do this. And I've had this in in one-to-one sessions quite a few times where you you suggest something, oh, I can't do that, and I can't do that. Obviously, it's true, but it's not helpful. Your higher self is going to always focus on what you can do. Two of the things for this particular person that I would suggest, one is to as and when you're feeling particularly tired, if you're able to, nap in the day. Don't go into a full sleep cycle. Just do like 20 minutes. What I do if I'm able to and I'm tired is I put on one of my meditations. I set my alarm for 20, 25 minutes so I don't go into REM sleep. And I listen to the meditation. Then I either fall asleep or I just meditate. Either way, I've put my body into that sort of restorative state. And another thing, if you're waking up at night, stick a meditation on. I remember I did a workshop years ago and there was a lady there who had issues with her sleep but also said she didn't have time to meditate. And then during the workshop, she obviously, her sort of mood was improving, her mindset was becoming more positive, she was getting more into solution-focused mode and so she said, oh, could I put on a meditation at night when I wake up? Yes, ma'am, you absolutely can. Of course you can. That is somebody in solution-focused, can-do mode versus negative, can't-do mode. I'm just going to leave you with a few potent questions that will really help in in terms of this topic that we're talking about today. They're going to help to sort of keep you in that can-do demeanor and so on and so forth. The first is, what can I do about this? What can I do about this? The second is, how can I make this work for me? And then the final one, actually, it's not a question, it's just two words, which are even though. So what can I do about this? How can I make this work for me? And even though. They all, like I say, will get you into and keep you keep you in victim mode, keep you out of victim mode, empowered. The even though one, you might be like, even though I've broken my arm, I can still go for a walk. Or even though I've got a headache, I can still manage to read or you know, whatever it might be. You want to walk that line between compassion and victim mode really mindfully. And also, please remember, don't become too problem centric. Because as I said earlier, Problems don't got bottoms, and what you focus on, you get more of. So mainstay of your attention is on the basics, and then that like 20% is on the specific issue as and when you have one. Please know the ego loves to complicate and therefore keep you stuck. Your higher self will simplify and therefore help you transcend and transform. The ego will tell you, it's not going to work. It's too good to be true. That's too simple to be profound or have an impact. Don't bother. And therefore, of course, will thwart you. Your higher self will kind of say, I'm going to guide you through this valley, through these processes that maybe aren't the most exciting because I know it's worth it and I know there's a prize. But most importantly from today, I want you to take away that it's about the basics the fundamentals, the non-sexy stuff, like the ego just goes, oh, boring. Living a life whereby you have inner peace and you are joyful and you feel bliss regularly and you're able to 
quiet in your mind when you like, when you want to, and you feel just joyful and a love of being alive, that's not boring. (laughs) And that's the prize for doing the basics in faith. Okay, I really hope that helped. Uh, I will obviously be back next week. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, please just either DM me or drop me an email. You can find that from my website. Uh, Thanks as ever for listening. I really appreciate you kind of being on this journey with me. Obviously, if you weren't listening, I wouldn't bother doing this. Uh, (laughs) I mean, actually, I might do it anyway because I feel compelled. Maybe that's not completely true, but (laughs) I'd like to think I'm not that bonkers. Um, I'll be back next week and I really hope you have a lovely rest of your day. Lots of love.